This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Praise the Lord. I hope they get light up here one day so I can, I like being down here. But, uh, you know, God is a good God. Amen. You know, there's a lot going on in the world, you know. And, you know, and, uh, you know, as Christians, you know, we're not to be oblivious of what's going on in the world. Sometimes some believers think, you know, you can't watch the news, you can't do this, you can't do that. No. You know, sometimes God shows you stuff to the news to pray for. You know, now we did some stuff we need to turn off. You know, I'm not saying that, but sometimes you find out what you need to pray for, or, or maybe God will show you something that, you know, He wants you to do. You know? But we're not to be afraid of what's going on in the world. Jesus already told us. You know, he said, in the world, you, there's going to be tribulation. You know, he went on later in another place. He said, you know, in the last days, you know, and how many of y'all know this is, these are the last days? If you're not aware that these are the last days, then wake up or at least read your Bible. <laughs> That's what I should say. Read the Bible. You know, but, you know, in the last days, there's going to be many things happening, you know. There's going to be uh, earthquakes, you know, more. And when he, there's been earthquakes always. But what he's talking about, there are going to be earthquakes. He's talking about the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, what's the word, the, uh, the occurrences or the, uh, the number of earthquakes. You know, they're going to be increasing. You know, you know the, uh, uh, the floods and everybody's talking about climate change, you know. And you know what? far as I mean for the time I've been living climate's been changing all if you lived I grew up in Florida climate changed all the time so you know I mean you know I, you know back in the uh, uh, the 1800s or in the when they were you know working out trying to get the West developed you know there were heat waves hotter than the day you know and sometimes people build stuff up because they got an agenda you know so we need to stick with the Word of God. I'm not saying there's things that man's not doing that is not affecting things, okay? You know, because we live in a sinful world, amen, because of the fall. So uh, things happen as a result of sin. The, you know, the reason there is a, a whatever they call it, a, a coronavirus or whatever, the reason there are things like that because of the fall, when Adam fell. You know, when he uh, rebelled against God's authority, you know, it opened the door for sin to come in the world. And with, with sin, it had characters following it. Fear, death, 
you know, not only spiritual death being separated, because that's the meaning of death, separation from the source and the purpose for which a thing was created, you know, but also physical death, you know, uh, 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 disease, sickness, pain, all those things came as a result of that disobedience to God, you know. Our obedience or disobedience brings consequences. Amen, you know. But thank God, he knew all these things before they happened. And he had an answer. You know, because he so loved. Oh, man. Oh, do you feel that on the inside? That's so, you know. Even though he knew we were going to just totally blow it and mess up and, 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 and just spit in his face, being God, that he can with the wink of eye just... We disappear, not be existing anymore, you know. But because of his nature, because of his great love, wherewith he loved us, knowing that we were going to do these things, he already made the provision for it. Now, did he plan for us to mess up? No. He didn't. But God gave, made us like himself. In his image, after his likeness, he made us to be like him. You know, what father doesn't want his, 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 his son to be like him? You know? Now, maybe if he's a drug addict, anything like that, he's hoping his son ain't going to be. But that's not what I'm really talking about. You know, who he really is if all those things didn't have an effect on him. What father wouldn't want his son to be? What mother wouldn't want her daughter to turn out like her or even better? You know? And God is greater than all of us. His love for us is greater than the love we can have for anybody. He loves your children more than you do. He loves your spouse more than you do. You know? But he wants, wanted us to be like him. You know? And God wants to display who he is. So he gave us the ability to choose. To make a choice how we want to be. Because he made a choice. You know, God could have been what we call evil. He could have been a hard taskmaster. He could have been somebody who said, oh, they messed up, you know. Or he could have had us living forever. You know, think about this. After Adam and Eve sinned, you know, God could have left him there in the garden. But he was merciful. And he put him out of the garden, Eden wasn't just a physical place. The word even means the moment. It was a special place also in the spirit that God locked them out of and put an angel there with a flaming sword turning in every direction to protect the entrance of that place that was holy and blessed by God. Not only uh, uh, to protect the place, but to protect them. 
because if God would have left him in the garden, they eventually would have ate of that thing called the, or that place or that tree called the tree of life. And the tree of life would have enabled them to live forever. But they would have lived forever in the state that they were. And they had become sin. Sickness, disease, pain, poverty, everything that's tormenting, they would not have had an answer for. God could have done that. He could have done that. But he didn't because of who he is. God is love. Now, love is not some feeling, oh, I love you so much. That's part of it. But love is more than that. That's why love kicked him out of the garden. He got tough with them because he loved them. You know? But he had a plan for them because he did not want them, them to remain in that state. You know, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. And all things that were made were made by Him. And they were made for His pleasure. You know what? You're the delight of the Lord. You know, even when you were a sinner, you were the delight of the Lord. See, God don't look at you in your now state. He don't look at us in our situations. <laughs> oh boy, he's so good. He don't look at us based on our circumstances or the situations that are occurring in the earth. God don't look at things that way. God looks at the eternal because he is the eternal. He has nowhere to look but himself. <laughs> That's why he tells us not to look to our situation. This ain't exactly how my message was going to go, but that's okay. You know, God looks at the things that cannot be seen. And see, we have a habit of focusing on the things that we see, hear, smell, touch, and taste. You know what that's called? It is the senses and it helps us. We don't, we, we don't go without it. We're supposed to operate in it. But we're supposed to operate it, operate in it. I get to talking faster than the moment. But operate in it the way God designed for the purpose of, 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 of being blessed and, and blessing the kingdom. But see, when we yield to those things and look to those things, those senses, instead of looking to the eternal, then those things we call the senses becomes the flesh. 
the carnal nature, which is the nature that Adam and Eve failed to. The carnal nature. You know? And the carnal nature cannot cure itself. It cannot fix itself. It cannot edify itself. Oh, yeah, it can do some things that look like it's edified. But it's like what Jesus says. It's that house built on the sand. It's looking good right now. Oh, man, everything flowing nice. But you know what? Because of that fallen nature in, there's a storm out there waiting to happen. Just like it's now happening, you know, this, uh, whatever, the seal, I don't even know the initials for it. But it's, a, it's like a storm. You know? The same word for storm, winds, breath, spirit, it's, a, it's the same word in the Hebrew and the Greek. You know, it's spirit. You know? And see, it comes for a purpose. This thing is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. And when it's coming that, we know the author of it. We say, well, how come God didn't stop it? Because he gave authority to us in the earth. It really ain't up to him. You know, not taking his authority away, not, say, not saying that God is control of everything. But God has yielded control to us and as believers we have authority in Jesus not in ourselves in Jesus you know but if we're walking according to the the flesh or the carnal nature or what we see hear smell touch and taste we can't do anything but God didn't create us to walk in the flesh. He created us to walk like he walks. In the spirit. Because that's who he is. And that's really who you are. Yes, you live in the house. But you are a spiritual being that has a soul and lives in a house. A body. And God created us to be like him. We are his offspring, his children. And he wants us to walk like him. And God lives in the realm we call supernatural. You know? It's supernatural to us, but really it's natural to God when we think, if we, if we kind of equate the terms, you know. Who God is, he, it's who he is. He don't have to look anywhere to try to get something to be greater than he is. He can't because there's nothing out there but him. But we as his children, because we, we come out of him, we have to look to him. This, the word of God says, looking unto Jesus in Hebrews, Hebrews 12, the author Remember it says that he created all things and all things were created by him and for him. Amen. He's the author. Or he, 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 he designed and developed these things. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the 
finisher, the one who's going to make all things new, the one who's going to cause everything to come into its place to work together for the what? Good. Oh, brother, it's going to work together for good for you, brother. Yes, it is. It's going to work together for the good. You know, he's going to bring it to that place. But it says this. It says all things will work together for the good of those who what? Love God. Or you can say are in the nature of God or walk in the nature of God. Because God is, you know, who love God on the call according to what? His purpose. Not ours. Not ours. You know, there's a verse in the uh, Proverbs. Uh, uh, praise God. Proverbs uh, 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when a desire is fulfilled, it's a tree of life. A tree of life. Word hope is an expectation, really a confident expectation with anticipated pleasure. You know, how many of y'all anticipating eating lunch after this? And you're like, hurry up, man, I'm hungry. <laughs> you know. Amen. I, 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 I receive that. But, you know, say you had, you know, maybe this was your birthday and you hadn't had this special ice cream in a whole year, you know, and you were just, man, God, oh, man, you can start tasting it. Or maybe you were this little kid and your parents promised you to take you to uh, a 33 and uh, uh, Baskin. And, well, I don't know what the ice cream places are here, but in Florida, we had Baskin and Robbins and 33 flavors. You know, and, and uh, man, and, the, and then they go get one of those soft cones where they just put that ice cream down there. Man, you're a little kid. You got that cone, and, and you're just ready for it, man. And mama, mama, because uh, daddy wasn't around. But mama promised, you know, to uh, say, we're going to get some ice cream today, babies. You know, oh, boy. And, that's, and see, something happened on the inside when she released those words. An expectation or a hope came forth. Because we haven't been there before. And we haven't done that. And it was good. And so an expectation came for that when she said those words. You know? And so that's how hope is. Something when you hear something for God or God opens something up to you, hope also can be called a vision or a dream, you know? And when God shows you something or opens something up to you and say, I'm going to do this for you or I'm going to uh, uh, or show you a vision, and he's like, that's what you're going to be or that's what you're going to do. You know what? When you grab, see, you don't have to grab a hold of it because some people, things God shows them things and they're like, oh, okay, sarah, sarah. Whatever will be, will be. If God wants me, you know. That ain't hope. Hope is okay. I got that. And an expectation's just something that keeps you, you know, 
being lifted up or going towards that thing. You know, sometimes you don't even know how, you, you know, you can't get there as a kid. We can't get to the, to the ice cream place. You know, we four or five years old, you know, we can't get there because it's way on the other side of town, you know. But see, we had an expectation because mama said it, you know. And mama usually does what she says. And we know she loves us because she feeds us and all these things, you know. And so that expectation we have, and boy, she puts a time on it, saying we're going at this time, oh man, <laughs> you know. Sometimes they might not put a time frame on it. And that's sometimes how hope gets deferred. It's like, I know she said it, I know she meant it. But when? Oh boy, I got a taste for it. I can, I can just, uh, you know, you know. But when? Because it ain't now. And see, if it goes in and we don't make it there that day, and maybe it was the weekend when we know him to go, and it's Monday again. And man, and we ain't there. Boy, if I let go of the expectation, the hope, the heart can start getting sick. It can begin to say, doubt is one of those things that make, you know, the heart sick. That leads sometimes to unbelief. That maybe if it's said again, I say, well, no, we didn't do it because it didn't happen at this time. But see, we ain't on our time. It's not about our time. That time is in the control of the one who spoke it. Amen. And see, it can go further during the week, you know, and I'm th th thinking as a little child, but we can relate this to how we are walking in the things of God. Because God has spoken promises us personally, individually, but also corporately as a church, you know. And there's an expectation, but see, it's like, all these empty chairs in there. I thought the man of God came through here and spoke that, you know. Is he really a man of God? Because it don't look like what he said happening. There are plenty of times God spoke the word through a prophet or whoever. He spoke it and the person didn't grab a hold of the hope that that word brings. And therefore couldn't get the faith because faith gives substance to things hoped for. If there ain't no hope, faith can't come. It won't begin to fill up and begin to uh, uh, maturate. Is that the right word? See, y'all know it means words, but become mature. <laughs> I'll be out there, Donna. But, you know, begin to fill that thing up. Give support to or strength to. To bring it into what it's supposed to be. You know, I think about the lepers, four lepers, you know. The prophet came and spoke and said, you know, these things going to be. And the guy who watched the gate said, you know, and in charge of the gate said, no, nah, that ain't going to happen. I don't believe that. 
because they were surrounded by the enemy, by armies that were out to destroy them. And he's like, no, we've been in famine, and, and the enemy's out there, you know. That ain't going to happen. Ain't nothing happened thus far. We've been crying out to God. Ain't nothing happened. So he dismissed the word because it, doesn't, it didn't make sense to him or didn't appear in the timing that he wanted or, or he just was in unbelief. He didn't believe God. You know? But God honors his word. Because, see, the word one depended on that one person. You know? But the prophet told him, said, because you wouldn't believe the word of the Lord, you ain't going to eat of the spoils. And you won't live to see the fulfillment of it. You know? And there were four lepers outside of the gates. Four lepers. You know? And if you don't know what leprosy is, it's a bad thing. It's worse than AIDS or anything else. Where your limbs start falling off of you, you know. Nose fall off, ear fall off, or, you know, no cure for it. And these four lepers, you know, because they were unclean, were outside the, the gates. You know, and sitting there. And they're like, what are we doing sitting here? And I believe they start thinking like that because God was dealing with them. See, sometimes we think people that God can't use because of their situation, you know, we ignore them or, you know, we ain't going to tell them about Jesus or we won't reach out to them to be friend or whatever because maybe they don't match up to what we think they should be matching up to. You know, they got a prison record or, or you know, or they, you know, whatever the case, but they're different color or whatever it may be. You know, but see, God start dealing with their hearts. That's what I believe. They start thinking that way because God's going to fulfill his purpose. And here they're saying, wait a minute. We out here starving. They in there starving. They won't let us in there. We, we know we ain't getting in there. <laughs> Let's go over here to the enemy's camp. Maybe they'll have mercy on us. And give us something to eat. You know? Because if we don't, we're going to die here. And if we go and they turn us down and kill us, we're going to die anyway. So why sit here till we die? You know? And see that hope, they had hope. They had hope. They had no, you know the Bible says in uh, uh, Romans 4, that Abraham hoped against hope. This is what they were doing. They didn't have no hope to be cured, no hope to be, you know, uh, 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 in fellowship with anybody. They were outcasts. But all of a sudden, the hope started coming in there. They started hoping against the hope they didn't have. Their hope, only hope was to die. But another hope came to say, hey, why you sit here till you die? And they're like, hey, yeah, why are we sitting here till we die? Let's go over there and take a chance. Let's go over there and do something. You know, maybe we're going to get a blessing out of it. You know? 
Well, God don't do miracles today. What? God changed? No. He's the same. And so they got up. And they started. You know, one of them might have been doing this. Because he might have lost a foot. I don't know. You know, but four of them, they just going. You know, they just going. You know, like one of those zombie movies you might have seen or whatever, you know. <laughs> they just going, you know. Rags hanging all over the place. But, but you know what? They're going somewhere. They're going somewhere. You know, they have a hope. They have an expectation. They don't know if the hope's going to really, but they're hoping that it is. And they go forth. And they go forth. And they get to the enemy's camp. And by the time they get there, they ain't even there. But the good thing is that they left everything they had. All their food, all their treasures, everything. Their clothes. And they go into the camp, you know, and they like, oh, man, let me try this on. Woo, man, I look like a king, you know. And... You know, and they're, they're just stuffing themselves, you know, and, and, you know, if they had Rolexes back then, putting on a Rolex, well, no, they didn't have Rolexes back then, but they're putting on their, you know, putting on the jewelry and everything, you know, and, and then the Holy Ghost started dealing with them again. Wait a minute. This ain't right. This ain't about us. There are people starving back there, our own people. It ain't right that we, you know, just eat and get our fill and they're starving and dying. You know, that ain't right. Yeah, they treat us wrong. Maybe your coworker treats you wrong sometimes. <laughs> Maybe some family member. But that's not a reason to not give them the bread of life. Maybe that person broke into your house. You know? That's not a reason. Because they're dying. They don't know Jesus out there. You know? And we have the words of eternal life. We have the words of hope. We have the bread of heaven. The bread of life. You know, so we sitting here getting fooled, but what about them? And so they said, let us go back and let's tell them. They had to have even more hope to do that because they don't, when they come start approaching the gate, they don't want nothing to do with them. They start saying, no, don't come, don't come. But they weren't going to let that stop them. Sometimes you're out there and you're talking to people, I don't want to hear nothing about Jesus. Well, just keep being that light. And when God, you get opportunity, sow another seed. See, God will water the seed. God will, God will call somebody to water the seed. But God will give the increase that's needed to bring it forth. Don't look at the situation to judge how you're to, 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 uh, to affect them or minister to them. Sometimes what you see may be deceiving. They can look hardcore. And I think I need to slap him in the face with it. When God says, you know what? 
I love you so much. I got a purpose and a plan for you. A good plan. I'm going to make you into what I promised from the foundations of the world. I'm going to turn that thing around. What the enemy meant to be upside down. You know, don't let the circumstances dictate to you who you are and how you are to pour out. And sometimes it might look good and God might say slap them upside the face. And them the ones you want to be gentle with. But it's to be led by him. They went back and they said, hey, 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 y'all, you know, they were from the South. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, they were from, no, 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 I'm just kidding. But, you know, they went and told them what had happened. And see, God, when they, when they, choose, when they chose to obey God, to, to, to follow that hope, and they start shuffling over there towards the enemy, the word of God said that God made their feet sound like a mighty, vast army. And the enemy starts thinking, wait a minute, who is that vast? The Israelites went and hired this army and that nation and this nation to come. Oh, we better book up out of here. And they booked up. Because God made four sound like a multitude of an army. You might think, well, I'm the only one in my office. God said, I can make you sound like a multitude. I can make your light shine, you know, if you allow me, you know. And see, God has a hope for us. And he wants us to be those examples of who he is in the nature of who he is. Because there's people that's hungry. Here in this community, here in Montgomery, in this region, in this state, and in the nations. And you might say, well, I can't do much. I'm just one of those this. You know what? God said, I can make you into a multitude. All things are possible to the one who believes. You say, but I ain't doing everything right. Well, that's all right. Get right with God. He still loves you. Just ask him to help you change. I was talking to a friend. Uh, my water heater went out. <laughs> you know? And I had to get another one. But God even blessed me in that. But you know what? And a uh, uh, friend was putting it in. And uh, one of the friends, and uh, he was kind of telling me his testimony. How, uh, what time is it? Oh, I'm four. It's 12.04, y'all. I'm, I'm five more minutes. You know, and, and he, but he was telling me how that uh, this person that he was, uh, uh, the other friend that was there working, how he uh, uh, had heard about him and he ended up giving his life to Christ. And when he gave his life to Christ, you know, uh, uh, he didn't start going to church. And he'd go out there in the woods because he loved the woods, loved fishing and stuff like that. But he, he'd read his Bible. You know, and he was smoking dope. 
reading his Bible and smoking dope, saying, Jesus, I love you. Oh, Jesus, thank you for saving me. You know, and sometimes we want to, hey, you got to get right. You know, you, yeah. I kind of do that too, so, you know. But, you know what, and then he said, you know, I'm out there, and then I read this verse, and I was like, forsake not the simulation. And he started going to church. You know, and about six months had passed, you know, and all of a sudden he started getting convicted because he, he read something about the temple. Don't defile the temple. And he read it, and he stopped. But see, sometimes when we look at people, we want to get them right. We want to, you know, and it's not our job to get them right. It's our job to give them the good news and point them to him and allow him to, isn't it? You know? Because he loves us. You know? You know? And there's times when God will have you correct and disciplined. You know? But it's always from the nature that who he is. You know? He is holy. He is righteous. In love. You know? God will wipe somebody out if they're trying to hurt one of his children. But he don't want to. God said, I don't even delight in the death of the wicked. God want them to know him. And he's got us. You know, there's another verse in the Bible, in the Psalms, that says, you know, talking about the last days. And great will be the company of those that publish it. Talking about the good news. That word company is a feminine word. I usually struggle trying to say that word feminine. But anyway, I've been doing very good. I ain't going to risk it, though. Uh-uh. I said it twice without, you know, choking on myself. But, you know, how you get them certain words where the silhouette just twist your tongue or whatever. But anyway, you know, and see, really it's talking about women. See, women have been told for years. No, you can't preach the gospel because of misinterpretation of the scriptures. You know? I'll show you plenty of places in the scripture where Jesus had women with churches in their houses and preaching the word. Where they went to preach the word, he said, make sure you take care of them because they, they uh, Paul said, they, they're helping me in the gospel and they're serving and they're ministering the gospel. You know? And see, in Christ there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female in the natural area. So you need to find out what package God gave you to start with and stick with it. But because that's the way he made you. And see, for you to go against it, for you to go against it is a spit in God's eye. And if you spit too many times, it could cost you. He don't want it to cost you. So that's how he has mercy. So you can be changed. You can be transformed. You know? That's not hate. That's the truth that loves you. You know? Because God wants us to be all that he what? Called us to be. And that he destined for us one. You know? Oh, I got one minute because I did say five minutes. Well, actually, it's that right now. But, uh, uh, you know? Amen.
It ain't what I got so much written down in the paper, but it kind of summarizes it. Uh, well, let me read just these verses, two verses. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 3, real quick. Chapter 3. I think I get it. Starting in verse 4, it says, Such is the confidence we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to consider anything as coming from ourselves, but we are competent in God. Our sufficiency, in other words, is from God. He also made us competent as servants or ministers. That's what the word minister means to serve. It ain't a big title. It just means serve. Amen. You know, God honors ministers, though. He honors servants. You know, they don't have to be behind a pulpit. You know, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, do with the attitude that you're supposed to have, whether you're a doctor, nurse, uh, uh, IT person, or whatever it may be, ditch digger, if you serve in him, you're respected in his eyes and honored in his eyes. Servants of the new covenant or the new testament, the, the word of God, not of the letter, not of religion, not of the law of Moses, meaning not that the word of God has passed, is gone, but the attitude of the law. That's what God, because the law, the Bible said the law was perfect. But it was because of the flesh of sin that caused it not to have no effect. Amen? But of, the, but of the Ruach or of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Ruach or the Spirit gives life. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit or the Ruach of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. Amen? In verse uh, 18, I'm jump down there. But we all would unveil face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed. The word transform means change. Metamorphosis, like the, the uh, caterpillar that goes and spins a cocoon and is in the cocoon. And then a little time after time, hope deferred makes the, but when a desire is what? Fulfilled, it's a tree of life. When that hope that you've been expecting starts breaking through the cocoon that's been protecting it. See, we thought it was closing it out and we were in the dark and it ain't going to ever happen. But really there was protection and so the, so the vision would not fall away. It starts breaking through and coming out of that thing, stretching forth its wing into what God really made it to be. So you're not where God really made you to be yet. You're not finished. God has a future for you. He has a hope for you in your future. Jeremiah 29. Amen. You know, there's things we got to do. We got to come after him with all, our, our whole heart. Amen. And pray to him. Amen. But anyway, let me finish this verse. We're being changed like that butterfly into the same image. See, when we go through these things we go through in life, 
God's perfecting that image. From glory or manifestation or, 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 or revealing to glory to another manifestation or revealing. Just as from the Lord who is the Spirit. God's changing us from glory to glory. If we won't let go of our hope and, and, and have faith in God. Anyway, I'm out of time, but one more verse. Turn to Philemon, 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 depending on what part of the country from how you pronounce it. You know. But anyway, it's right before Hebrews. One chapter there. Starting at verse 3. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God making mention of you always in my prayers. Hearing of your what? Your love and faith. Faith is just a firm persuasion or a firm conviction based upon what you heard. Which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing or the, the, the uh, King, old King James says communication, it's the Greek word koinonia, which means sharing, participation, partnership. And see, we're partners in the gospel. When you give like God says you give, you're partnering with him. Father and sons, father and daughters, amen. Sharing of your faith may become effective or effectual, divinely energized, by the acknowledgement of every good thing in you, which is in Christ Jesus. You're in Christ Jesus. You know, see, don't focus on the other things. Begin to acknowledge who's in you. Begin to lift Jesus up who is in you. Begin to declare, I'm more than a conqueror in him who loves me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Yes, I give, and it is given unto me. So I can give more, you know? Don't make it so much about you, but make it about him. When you're standing before people, don't, don't preach uh, 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 everything else. Preach Jesus. And when I say preach Jesus, tell him what he did for you. You know? Begin to acknowledge him in you. Be the word acknowledge means to, it's the word yada. Pastor Norris was talking about it last week. Yada. The same word said in Adam knew Eve and she brought forth the child. Begin to have an intimate knowledge of him. Begin to, like Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn or yada or, 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 or know me. To perceive me. Amen. To perceive me. And when we do those things, guess what? We're going to see people coming in. We're going to see our lives changing. Amen. And we won't give up hope. Because, see, you know what? That cocoon is breaking. We're beginning to stretch forth our wings. Look not at the things that can be seen, but look at the things that cannot be seen. You know, look to the author and the finisher, the developer of our faith. He developed us in that cocoon and now he's breaking us out. Amen. 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 So you're going to get in the word. Get in prayer. Then my action points. See, I'm going to, I know I'm out of time. But you know, and you know what? Get to know him. 
and know who you really are. You are a child, you're a son, and a daughter of love. Amen. That's who you good stock. That's who you are. That's whose you are. Amen. Go ahead and stand with me. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, I thank you for these. Your sons, your daughters, your disciples, your children, whom you love, whom you purposed, and whom you planned from the foundations of the world. Father, that you are doing a good thing in them, a good work. And you said you would complete it. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for strengthening them with might on the, in the inner man by your spirit. Christ dwelling in their heart by faith. They being rooted and grounded in that love. Being able to comprehend with all saints what is the length, the breadth, the depth, and the height to, of the love of you, God, in Christ that they be filled with the fullness of you, Father God, that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that they've asked or even imagined. Thank you that they will encourage themselves in you, stirring up faith and love, stirring up that hope, knowing that you're faithful. And what you have promised, you will fulfill. You're the God that turns it all around, making all things new, working all things together for the good. All things. All things, all things, in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Rosie's going to come. She has some announcements for you. And, and one more thing, right before she gives these announcements, stretch your hands up here. We're going to pray over these. We've been praying for we believe in God. We haven't given up hope on these. And some of those that are not even listed in here that I know some of y'all are calling out. Father, we thank you, Father, for these, Father, we've been praying for. Father, we stand in faith, Father, in agreement with you that you're not willing that they perish, that they come to the knowledge of the truth, to the saving knowledge of the truth, Father, that they can experience your saving, healing power, Father, being set free from sin and death and brought into the blessing of the kingdom of your dear son. Father, we thank you, Lord, that they're coming from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and you bring them in to this house, Father. And even those that are not in this area that are in here, Father, you bring them into the, the house that they're supposed to be in, the fellowship that you designed for them, Father. We thank you, Lord God, that the enemy had to loose them and let them go. They're yours, Father. You, Lord Jesus, paid the price for them. And we thank you that you're going to get your harvest. Continue to use us to reach those we can. And thrust in laborers 
from all the other places and those we don't, Lord, have influence right now. Thrust them into their path. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the harvest. Amen and amen. Thank you for your time and putting up with me. I'm not going to hold you, y'all. Um, two announcements. Uh, and then this is, we'll let you know if this changes, but right now we're still planning on having a work day on Saturday, April 11th from 9 to noon or however long it takes uh, to get our facility ready for Easter. And then Easter Sunday is the next day. So be thinking about who you want to invite, um, coworkers, people who need Jesus. And also, um, I just wanted to share this with you. Fear not, little flock. And I think even Bruce talked about this. So I believe it's from the Lord. It's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. He loves you, he's with you, and he won't ever leave you. So be a light this week in the midst of all this darkness that's going on and confusion. And share Jesus with people. People out there don't know him, and they need, they need to, to have the peace that only he can give. So be aware of the people around you, and, and even your presence can be calming. I've had that happen to me so many times this week. So just be aware of who's inside you and who the people need, and be a light. Be a light, because I'm telling you, God's going to use this thing to turn people's lives toward him. He is. He is. So be a light this week. Love y'all. You're dismissed. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.